This episode of The Happiness Question is brought to you by Jay Schiffman. Jay Schiffman is a public speaker, coach, and host of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. He interviews people with lived experiences on the topics of mental health, substance misuse, and recovery, and drug use and policy to help end stigma and normalize difficult conversations through empathy and vulnerability. Each year, over 125,000 Americans die from overdose and suicide combined. I'm not even talking about the other causes of death related to substance misuse and mental health. Just those two. Those are our friends, our neighbors, our family members. They go to our churches, eat next to us at our favorite restaurants. They talk to us through our favorite podcasts. And these deaths are completely preventable. There are massive system changes that need to happen. But until we can have an honest conversation about these topics, these lives will continue to be lost. That's why Jay produces the Choose Your Struggle podcast. That's why he tells his story. As a guy in long-term recovery who survived two suicide attempts and an overdose, he recognizes his privilege. He's been given a second chance in a country and a world where most people don't even get their first. For him not to use it for something truly meaningful would be a waste of his second chance. That's why he gives up every day to work to end the stigma and ensure that those who need help get the help they deserve, because we're in this together. Check out his podcast, Choose Your Struggle, by listening wherever you find podcasts. Please note, Tessa, in our interview, references the Yes to Happiness Roadmap. Unfortunately, that website is not available anymore, but you can still access the Yes to Happiness Roadmap, now called the Happiness Superpower Roadmap, by going to happinesssuperpowerroadmap.com. Again, that's happinesssuperpowerroadmap.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. It's the great podcast creator and distributor that helps make the happiness question possible. They make it easy to distribute your podcast onto more than 10 platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, all without you lifting a finger. Even better, everything they offer is free. You can even get sponsorships for your podcast with no minimum listenership required, like I've got. If you're looking to start a podcast of your own, there's no better place than Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to The Happiness Question. Today I have with me Tessa Stowe, an expert from Bali, Indonesia, that will teach us how we can make happiness a habit. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Okay. So, I, my name is Tessa Stowe. I live in Bali, Indonesia. I teach people the act of happiness, which is all about basically how to be happier, healthier, less stressed, and have all those juicy side effects of happiness. And how I came about to do this was because my husband died in 2013 and I just crashed. And if you rolled forward a few months and even a few years, there I was, didn't want to get out of bed, constantly sick. I had shingles on my face at one stage on my eye, which is horrible. Um, I had brain fog. I don't know if you've ever had brain fog, but it's like when you're in a state of stress, you can't think. It took me three hours to pack for an overnight trip because I couldn't find anything, had no energy. So I was just 
in a complete state and I just eventually decided I wanted to be happier again. So I went in search of the answers of how do you be happy and became quite passionate about finding it out. And it's actually quite hard to find out because there is so much information and so much misinformation. <laughs> and, and, and nobody's actually telling you how to actually do it. Uh, it's all very well having information, but what next? And so I really, over time, became happier. And voila, my energy came back. My health came back. I wanted to get out of bed in the morning. I could think straight. It wouldn't take me, I could pack for an overnight trip in about 10 minutes. I mean, so I went, oh, these are all the side effects of happiness. So, yeah. So it's really my own journey. And I've, but I've so it's come from my own, what I teach people has come from my own real world experience, but I've studied a lot of science, scientists and scholars and I also connected with um, BJ Fogg. I don't know if you've heard of BJ Fogg, but he's uh, the world's leading uh, expert in habit formation. And he's got a book, by the way. So I teamed up with him because I wanted to have people turn happiness into a habit. So I use his method as well. So I teach people happiness exercises. And I love the fact, too, that everything I, I teach people is all about doing it in 60 seconds or less. Because if it's 60 seconds or less, well, who hasn't got 60 seconds or less? So it takes the resistance down to doing it. You don't have to schedule it. And then, because it's all about getting people started. So 60 seconds or less, do it. And then the interesting thing is, all by itself, it flows out into the day. And then some of those exercises, we turn into habits so that you just do them without thinking. And to do that, I use uh, BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits Method. So yeah, you can learn happiness. You can make happiness a habit. Now, how exactly do you learn happiness? Well, you just, it's, it's about basically doing happiness exercises and just making them part of your day. And they're really simple, but it's just to do exercises that are proven to make you happy. Because if they're proven to make you happy, then first of all, you'll feel happy and you'll want to do it again and then they'll roll out into your day. So it's a question of learning happiness exercises and doing them. So for example, a happiness exercise one of them is stop, look, go. You can actually you can do this exercise anywhere. Not not well, not when you're driving, I wouldn't recommend. But you can do this exercise anywhere. So essentially what you do is wherever you are, you just stop and then you just look around you. And and you just look, but you look with like appreciation or curiosity or awe. In other words, you're looking with those those happy emotions, you're adding those to it. And, and then you just do that for 60 seconds or less, quick, and then you just go. Like you could be stuck at a traffic light, right? So you could go, you're stopped at the traffic light, you can just look, look at the sky, but just look with appreciation, joy, curiosity. And the reason that makes you happy, this exercise, is because being present is proven to make you happy. Just being right here and if, if you're looking then you are right here you stopped you're looking you're right here and then when you add in those extra emotions of joy appreciation curiosity you're adding in extra happiness emotions and that's all i say to people is commit for 60 seconds or less you can just do it for 30 seconds or less and because you feel good it's like a brain hack 
your brain will go, that felt really good. And you'll want to do it again and again and again. And before yeah. you're doing it again and again and again, and before it, it's actually flowing out into the rest of your, into your, you know, into your life and you catch yourself and you go, wow, I'm feeling so much happy. And you start getting excited about the things that you've been taking for granted. I mean, I get so excited about going into a supermarket, Kansas, because where I live in Bali, the nearest supermarket is like an hour away. So when I go into a supermarket, it's like, oh my goodness, it's like being a kid in a candy store. Like, oh my goodness, look at that. Going up and down every aisle. So one of the happiness exercises I, I, I teach is to go to your local you know, supermarket and go up and down every aisle and look at everything and go, wow, wow, wow. You know, it's exciting. We take things for granted. We just stop seeing things. We stop seeing the people in our lives. We stop, we just stop, we just take things for granted. Where I live in Bali, sometimes the water stops. So I, I, every time I turn the tap on and the water comes out, I get really excited. And I don't want to ever lose that. It's just like, oh my goodness. So it's, but it's a question of doing specific happiness exercises that are proven to, to make you happy. And a good one is just like ones with your senses. It's, that's your eyes, your ears, taste. But there's a whole lot. And it's also, there's types of happiness, like there's happiness in the moment. So that stop, look, go was happiness in the moment. There's a big one too, which is happiness in yourself. Feeling happy in yourself. Like I was with a friend yesterday and she was looking at her toes and said, oh, I've got awful toes. And I went, oh my goodness, do you realize how you've just insulted your toes? I said, but think of all the things that your toes do for you. Because people have this thing about their body not being fab good enough or beautiful enough or whatever. But my goodness, our bodies are amazing. All the things they do for us automatically, all the time. No questions asked. So some happiness exercises just to get you really connected with how amazing your body is. And just, and just to stop all those negative uh, thoughts going on. So there's happiness in the moment, happiness in self, and then happiness in relationships. And I believe in starting and going in that order because what happens is once you start being happiness and happy in the moment, guess what? You start to feel happier in yourself. And guess what? You start to feel happier in relationships. So if you start off by just focusing on happiness in the moment, by the time you get to happiness in self, you're already happier in self. <laughs> you just need a bit, of, a bit of top up. And by the time you get to happiness in relationships, you might have fewer relationships because you realize you don't want to be around some people. But you'll also attract a whole lot of new people into your life as well. Now, since I've been on this journey, oh my goodness, I've got some amazing people that have, have come into my life. And I've got some people that I've just gone, not good to be around. And the thing is, people don't realize that when you're around those people, they're making you feel like, oh, anger or whatever, into your body, signaling. You're actually having a chemical, not good effect on your body. So for your own sake of your own health, you can't afford to be around those people. No. You, well, then you, there's ways to minimize it. You can be with somebody and, oh, there's a guy, I don't know if Dr. David Hamilton, he taught me this one. Well, I, I gave it a new name, but he taught me the principle. Because what happens is if you're with somebody and they're like grumpy or angry or negative or whatever, then what happens is because of your mirror, mirror neuron system, 
you automatically start picking up their facial expressions and their body language automatically. So if they're angry and, and got an angry face, you sort of like, Ur. and then what happens is you start to tense up yourself, which obviously is not a good thing. And so, so you basically you catch what they've got. So I've called this technique called the F technique. So when you're around somebody and you can't just get away, then you just use this FBI technique and it's, and it's the, the face body interrupt. So you just kind of like, if you can, you just turn away from them and you just like change your face or just something to interrupt your catching their facial, you know, stuff and, and shake your body. You know, just think you've got a shiver or something because you just kind of want to shake it off. Just so FBI technique, face, body, interrupt. So if you're around those sort of people, just do that. And by doing that, you'll start laughing. So you might start laughing, but you just need to do something. Otherwise, you'll catch it. Not good. Yeah. You have to have fun. You see, that's the other thing. Just have fun. Lighten up. Mm. What is happiness? The common definition is that it's a feeling, you know, it's a feeling of joyous. Plus, it's also a feeling that your life is worth living and has a meaning. In other words, you want to get out of bed in the morning. So there's, there's those two parts, and, and typically that's where it stops. However, there's a lot, lot more to happiness than we're led to believe. And a big, you know, a big, big part is that happiness is like an emotion, and it, but it's also, it's a signal. So when you have an emotion in your head, it's actually, it signals your body uh, to go into, to do certain things. And so we've got two sets of emotions. We've got what you could call happy emotions or not happy emotions, or you could say safe emotions, not safe, but let's just call them happy and not happy. So when you have happy emotions, your body acts in a certain way. When you have not happy emotions, when you send those signals to your body to say you're stressed, you're, you're in danger, you're fearful, you're grieving, then your, what your body does is it takes, all, it takes the available energy and it diverts it away from growth and repair and it diverts it away from your immune system because it puts all the energy into survival. Because there's no point having growth and repair. There's absolutely no point to having an immune system if you don't survive. So being in that state of, of stress or not happy and all those emotions, you can see that if you're in that state and, and not having energy on your immune system and growth and repair, it's going to have a few consequences. Like the big part is that happiness is like an emotion, and it, but it's also it's a signal. So when you have an emotion in your head, it actually can, it signals your body uh, to do certain things. And so we've got two sets of emotions. We've got what you could call happy emotions or not happy emotions, or you could say safe emotions, not safe, but let's just call them happy and not happy. So when you have happy emotions, your body acts in a certain way. When you have not happy emotions, when you send those signal, signals to your body, to say, like, you're stressed, you're, you're in danger, you're fearful, you're grieving, then your, what your body does is it takes, all, it takes the available energy and it diverts it away from growth and repair and it diverts it 
away from your immune system because it puts all the energy into survival because there's no point having growth and repair. There's absolutely no point to having an immune system if you don't survive. So being in that state of, of stress or not happy and all those emotions, you can see that if you're in that state and, and not having energy on your immune system and growth and repair, it's gonna have a few consequences, like your health will deteriorate, you'll end up with some stress-related diseases, which stress-related diseases is the major cause of death. So living in that state is not good. So whereas when you're in that sort of happy emotion state, your body goes, oh, I can stop and smell the roses. So your energy goes towards growth and repair, to your immune system, all those things. So that's why I say that happiness is a lot more because it's a signal. And if you think it through, really, then happiness is essential for your health. Happiness is essential for the quality of your life. And happiness is essential for your long-term survival. So happiness is essential. And we're just not, we are not taught that. It took me a long time to work that one out. And I was my own guinea pig in a way, being so, after my husband died, being so negative on the happiness scale, so stressed, being sick, drinking too much, not wanting to get out of bed, no energy, couldn't think. But when, and then when I came back up, as I came up, became happier, voila, my health came back, my energy came back, I can think, I want to get out of bed in the mornings. So happiness is a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's amazing because it's the mind convert, signals the body and converts it. It actually is converting into chemicals in the body that direct the body to do certain things. And you want to be directing your body for growth and repair and directing your body for building your immune system so that you can do all the cool things you love to do. I mean, who wants to be, who wants to be sick and who wants to have no energy? Who wants to be depressed? Who wants to have brain fog? No, it's a horrible state. It's awful. Been there, done that, no thing. I think it's really interesting to try to put, compare happiness to stress. Happiness is so abstract its opposite could be a lot of things. It's not as much as other things, but like if you compare it to stress or sadness or a lot of emotions, you can see an opposite to everything. Because there's two, there's just two buckets. There's like happy emotions and not happy. Yeah. And there's all different, different emotions that go into those. And they're really easy to identify, really easy. Like if I said to you, the emotion of sadness, which bucket does that go into? Well, that's obvious, isn't it? If I said joy, well, which bucket? So it's really easy to identify which bucket the emotions go into. And whichever bucket they go into, it's going to signal the body in a certain way. So you really want to, you want to have that bucket. You want to be signaling happy emotions to your body. But I'm not saying that you um, should be happy all the time. Absolutely not. It's actually dangerous because... If you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, it's not a good idea to stop and smell the roses. Really? <laughs> it's not. So there are times when it's appropriate to not be happy. And, to, and it's, a, it's times when it's appropriate that your body takes its energy away from growth and repair and your immune system. It's appropriate. But what's actually happened, unfortunately, is that we seem to have got into the habit 
of living in that stressed out state. And it's causing huge issues for people, huge issues with, with people's health. So it's just a question of being aware of that and just actually consciously doing things to fill your bucket or send lots of signals to your, to your body that you are happy, that you're not under threat, that you are safe, that you can smell the roses. So what exactly can stress do to your body? Well, if you're in a state of stress, then your body's going to say, okay, down tools, take energy away from growth and repair. Take energy away from your immune system. And put all and pump your heart up because you're in danger. So your heart starts pumping, blood runs to the extremities. So you're like in this, you're ready to, to, to run and escape. So if you are in that in that state for too long, right? I mean, you imagine your heart's doing this all the time, you're going up. If you're in that state for too long, you're gonna have probably have heart problems. Guess what? Heart problems are a big deal these days. You're gonna have some stress-related diseases. You're going to have, you're going to be more susceptible to disease because you're not having energy on your immune system, and, and certain organs are going to start to break down because you don't have energy on growth and repair. So stress is a killer. Yeah, you know, it's the number one reason of in the Western world. It's the number one, you know, cause of death, stress, and all its related diseases. So stress is not, it's not good for the if you are constantly in stress. And the trouble is. You can be in a state of stress, and it doesn't have to be a real threat. You just watch some of the news, puts you into a state of stress. You watch certain types of movies, puts you into a state of stress. You become a, social media can flip you into a state of stress. Being busy, busy, busy all the time, puts you into a, a state of stress. So there's so many things that put us into a state of stress. But the good news is, is once you're aware of it, you can change it and you can start doing what I call happiness exercises, which will just start to basically flip it or turn it around really. And when you start to do these happiness exercises, you start to feel good and then they just kind of ripple out into your day. So, and you can make some of those habits too. So it's just about bringing awareness because you can't really do something about something unless you're aware of it and then make a decision to do something. If you're watching something violent, it's actually, you might say it's entertaining, but it's not entertaining your body. <laughs> it's going into like, oh my goodness, reaction, and you're actually having an impact on your body. So it's okay if you do it every so often, right? But it's if you're doing it the majority of the time, then you're going to have the side effects of stress, which aren't pretty. I'm passionate about it because of what I went through and it took me such a long time to come out of it because there were, you know, I went looking for it and there was nothing. There just, it wasn't, well, you found out with your looking on research on happiness, it's not, there's a ton of information. I mean, if you Google how to be happy, I think it's 9 billion hits or something ridiculous. It's, so it took me a long time and I was really sick. I, mean, I went through a really, it was awful. And I just don't want people to have to go through that. And I'm really good at, at taking the complicated and making it simple. So I was doing it for myself and I thought, wouldn't it be great? Because there's a lot of people, unhappy, stressed people as well. And I'd like to make the world leave a contribution. 
So I run this uh, Yes to Happiness. I've got a Yes to Happiness group on Facebook. I, and I also have members of my Yes to Happiness gym. And the other, I've got, so that's part of it. But the other thing is, there's a second part to it. And it's about giving happiness. Because my, my husband, Mike, was in the South African army. And for the, the cause, the cause, destroyed many water wells in African villages. So he wanted to, I mean, he, he wanted to go back and build water wells, but he, he felt so much guilt that he never actually shared that. I only found out about this after he died. So part of my mission as well is to not only you know, teach people happiness, but to give happiness by basically donating and helping build water wells in Africa because giving, giving water to you know, people who don't have water wells, who have to traipse for hours you know, every day to get water, I mean, that's just going to give a huge flow and effect of happiness in those, in those villages. So yeah, so it's a two, there's two reasons for why I do what I do. So cool. How long have you been doing that? Well, it's just, it's just starting because I'm building up the Yes to Happiness gym. And then the whole idea is that as the gym grows, because the gym is, is fairly new, it's only a few months old, but as the gym grows, then basically a percentage will start to basically go to these water wells. So it's just at the moment, it's an idea. It's the how, the why, the when, all, I mean, how it's all going to happen, I'm still working it out because I want to make sure that the money actually does all go to the water wells and doesn't go somewhere else. It's working all those things out. So it will definitely happen. At the moment, it's a vision, but it will, it will absolutely happen. There's no doubt about it. This to Happiness Gym is, right, is basically where we do these happiness, you know, happiness exercises, and we do, I suppose it's like, I suppose I call it a gym because they are exercises and it's like you're building your muscles when it comes to happiness. And so we just do these exercises and we just turn some of them into, into habits. So for example, you could turn that one about, if you drive a car every day and you, and you are at traffic lights, stopping at traffic lights, you could say, after I stop at the traffic lights, I will look around me. And, and, and turn that into a habit. So you just do it automatically. And as I said, we use BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits Method, which is brilliant to do that. But it, it's and a huge part to, by the way, making things habits is to make them really, really short to start with so that you'll do them and make them fun, make it really fun. Like some people think I'm a bit, I get so excited about sort of little things, but the little things are exciting. So the gym is a lot of, a lot of fun, but basically happiness exercises, which are fun. They're not painful like real exercises. Oh yeah, I think we kind of did already talk about this, but if there's anything you want to add about how we can turn happiness into habits. Well, there's a Jay Fogg's formula. I'll explain it to you. It's simple. It, the formula itself is simple. You know, doing it correctly, there's, a, there's an art. It's like, think of this, like when you learn to play the piano, the first time you play the piano, you don't expect to become an expert, do you? Like, as soon as you sit one lesson, blah, 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 I'm an expert. So it's the same thing with this. So it is simple, but there's a lot more to it than it appears. So what you do is you take a, like, well, like that one about the traffic lights, stopping at the traffic lights and the stop, look, go. So you, what you do is you make it a, sa a sandwich. Like, it's like a sandwich. You've got the action in the middle and you sandwich it. So in other words, after I 
and it's something that's going to trigger it or prompt it. So in other words, after I stop at the traffic lights, I will look around me, right? So that's the action. And, and then at the end of it, you celebrate. You go, so that you just go, oh, I did it. It's like, so, but you only, when, it's, when you're turning it into a habit, so again, it's a sandwich, the behavior in the middle, at the beginning is after I and a prompt, something that's going to prompt that you do all the time every day. Could be like after I turn the tap on, after I flush the toilet, after I pick up my fork. I mean, just anything that you do, you can attach a behavior to it. And then you just do the behavior for 30 seconds or less. If you're turning into a habit, you just do it for, you commit for 30 seconds or less. It's all about taking resistance down. You don't, you can do something. You can say, oh, but I could do that for a lot longer and you might go out of the gate. But, but we're not going, we don't want just you to just go out of the gate and then book, right? We want to make it a habit. So you just commit for 30 seconds or less. And at the end of that, you celebrate or however you want to. And the South people go, but that's ridiculous. I'm celebrating something that's only 30 seconds or less. But yes, you do, because that kind of, it's a brain hack, it wires it into your brain. And so your brain just goes, oh, I want to do that again. So celebration is important. And that's how you can turn anything you want into a habit. It's amazing. It's so simple and it's so powerful, but there is an art and a science to it. I'm always loving finding things to celebrate and get excited about. That sounds like a great idea. Do you have like an example of a habit and an action? Oh, well, there's a great one. And this is one of the most popular ones. And I do this one every day. Well, I do lots every day, but this is hugely popular. And that is in the morning, right? You wake up. So it's like after I put my feet on the ground, I will say, it's going to be a great day. And it just sets the tone for the day. So it's like after I put my feet on the ground, stand up and go, it's going to be a great day. And what you do is just rehearse that. It's a good idea to rehearse these for like five or six times. So just go and, you know, lie on your bed, get up, do, just, just do it five or six times. And every time, just celebrate. Do that five or six times. Within just a couple of days, three, five days or whatever, it's, it's become a habit. Really, really fast. It's so fast. It's fun. It's effective. It's easy. What are the happiness side effects? Well, the, the happiness side effects, gosh, talking from experience, is energy. Like your energy will go up, which makes up for, for doing the things that you enjoy doing. And because, because you're in, if you're happy, you've got those happy emotions, then energy is, you're going to have available energy for doing all those things. Because remember, if you're not happy, stressed out, your energy is going to be diverted away from non-essential activities to survive. So energy is, is one thing. Your health is another big one. You look younger. You, you'll live longer. People who are happy live longer. You have improved relationships. You have less disease. You have more fun. You're more productive. They say that happiness, people who are happier, like in work, for example, are about 30% more productive. And that's because you can think straight. You don't, you don't have brain fog. Yeah, so they're, so they're really good, really good side effects. But yeah, looking younger, living longer. Yeah, I mean, they're just, it's all upside as opposed to the other side, which is not good. But yeah, it does seem like when you're happy, it's easier to be happy later on as well. Yes, oh, absolutely. And people live longer. Yeah, hugely. And relationships. And it just all has a, 
huge flow-on effect. So how can we start now to be happier? Well, you can, well, <laughs> you can get my Yes to Happiness roadmap that I've got. That's one step. And to go there, there's an easy website. It's yes to happiness roadmap.com. So yes to happiness roadmap.com. But a really good step actually to say yes to happiness is to make that kind of commitment because, and you might go, but surely everybody says yes to happiness. And I go, like if I asked you, are you committed to happiness? Oh, yes. But, but see, not everybody is committed to happiness. Like if you ask me, for example, after my husband died, are you committed to happiness or do you want to be happy? I would have just said, no, no, no. I, I was just completely and utterly committed to my grief and I thought I'd never be happy again. It would be disloyal. So it wasn't really until I made that switch and said, yeah, I, I do want to be happy again that things started to change. So yeah, people want to be happier, healthier, less stressed, all those things. Make a decision and then, and then go into action. And I call it the act of happiness because you, ha you make a decision, but then you actually have to do something. It's not gonna just come to you. <laughs> you have to actually do things. And you do things because you're generating those emotions, right? Which are gonna signal your body. But you have to do things to have those emotions it's not just people say happiness is a choice and then just leave it there and i go right no happiness yes you need to choose it or decide it but then you need to do something you need to do things but the beauty is we've said the things to do to make yourself happy are really really simple really simple really fast and guess what they're free they don't cost anything yeah it's not about stuff. I remember my husband and I, we lived in, in Sydney in Australia. We had this four bedroom, four bathroom house full of stuff. And we decided we were going to move and we got rid of two thirds of our stuff. Oh my goodness. It was so freeing. And you sort of, and you looked at all this stuff and you thought, what were we thinking <laughs> to acquire all this stuff? Because when you acquire stuff, I, I actually think stuff actually makes you unhappy. Because, okay, you buy like a car or a lounge suite or something or something trendy or whatever, and you get a little blip of happiness, right? And it literally is just a blip. But then you get unhappy because you're unhappy because it delivers unhappiness because you've got to actually go and work to pay for that stuff. So you're paying for it with your time, your life to pay for that stuff. And then you've got to maintain the stuff. So, you know, you're, it's a time sucker that you could be using that time instead to do things with your your friends and family, people you care about and do the things that you love to do as opposed to being stuffed by your stuff, if you get my point. Because if you can't think of something that you bought a year ago, just something, even like a car or a something, you probably got a bit of a blip. But if you think about it now, does that, and if you look at it, does it make you feel happy? No, it's like, I'm looking at my stuff in my apartment. You know, it's just most of it is just functional. It doesn't make me happy. Apart from the really special stuff I'm talking about, the momental momentums and things. But yeah. So that's why I say happiness is it's available and it's free. Just go outside in nature and just, you know, do the stop look go. Just breathe it in. You know, that's free. What brought you to Indonesia? Well, what brought me to this resort is I followed the chickens. And 
what happened was January of last year, I decided that I wanted to, I just felt I needed to go away and think. And I've been to Bali a few times and Bali is a very uh, spiritual place. There's something very, very special about Bali. So I decided, yep, I wanted to go to Bali. So I went online and I found a place to stay, which is actually next door to this resort. And I got there sort of late at night. And then the next morning I got up and I thought, I'll just walk into Chandidasa, which is like the village. And I came out of, the, out of where I was staying and then there was a road to the left, or it wasn't really a road, it's more like a path, right? There was a path up to the, the main road and I could go into town. And then off to the right, I saw all these chickens wandering around. And I thought, oh, I wonder where the chickens are going. So I just decided to follow the chickens. So I followed the chickens and then they led me to what looked like a driveway. And I thought, that looks like someone's driveway. But the chickens kept going down. And I thought, well, if it is someone's driveway and it's their house, they can always throw me out. So I followed it down. It was someone's house. And actually, it, was, it turned out to be the, it was, a, it was the back end of a resort. And that house actually was the, belonged to the owner of the resort. But I, I followed into the house and then I went off and I found this resort next door. And I went, oh, this looks nice. And to cut a long story short, I bumped into the owner of the resort. Brad is his name. And he said to me, oh, you might want to come and live here. I'll show you an apartment. And I thought, what a strange man. <laughs> I've only just met you and you said I must, might want to come and live here. But I wasn't rude. So I said, oh, okay. So he showed me an apartment. And, uh, and then a year later, here I am. I, I am very grateful for those chickens. That's awesome. As much as I can see. Yes. Oh, no, it's great. I've had, the other day on Tuesday, I was invited to a Balinese wedding. Oh, and it was amazing. They just dress up in the most amazing costumes and just absolutely stunning. I was so honoured to be invited. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that, that made me really happy. Like an Indian or like... Oh, unbelievable. Just the, the, the outfits are stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, I mean, I kept you so long and I'm really happy that you decided to start your day so early because I know it's only oh. like 8 a.m. over there, which is... Oh, but I wake up because I wake up early because I, I the roosters uh, start roostering pretty early here in the morning. So I get woken up every day by the roosters. Oh, it's time to wake up. Okay, I'm like, holy cow, you're 14 hours ahead of me. Uh, you're talking to me in the future because I'm on Thursday already. I'm sure none of my other times were very useful. <laughs> so most of the people that interview you must be from, you know, the States or... Yes, in fact, I'm just getting myself going with putting it out there to be, to be interviewed. So I, I, I've had a few already. I was on a big podcast, the one, I don't know if you've heard of 180 Nutrition. But they produce protein powders, health bars, all those things. So I, and they've got huge um, following on iTunes. So I did an interview for them late last year. That was great. And they were Australia based. But yes, the ones I've done, most of the rest have been in the US. But I really want to ramp it up now and put, put the word out there. Awesome. I'm ready. If there's anything else we can link to or other places we can find you, please, this is now the time to do so. Yes, well, it's yes, yes to happiness roadmap to yes to happiness roadmap.com. That's a good place to go and get my roadmap, and that way we will get connected. 
I also have a, if people are on Facebook, I've got a Facebook page saying yes to happiness. Is my Facebook page and my website saying yes to happiness.com. So there's all those different, different places and we can get connected. Awesome. Well, it's been really awesome being able to talk to you. And oh, thanks, Camden. I'm glad we connected. And I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing all your podcasts on the subject of happiness. I think it's fabulous what you're doing. Well, thank you. I think you're doing something pretty fabulous as well. Oh. You definitely know more than I do. Thanks so much. Thanks, Camden.